My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. Welcome to the Autumn Anthology, Part 1. I hear voices in my head, they counsel me, they understand, they talk to me. Well, it's episode 113, 113, possibly going to be the greatest episode ever on the WNL podcast. You know, this is one I've been wanting to do for a while. His career is still going and he's still in the main event picture. I thought it was fitting to do something about Randy. Yeah, I mean, we... I we, hope he listens to this. We do the superstar profiles, don't we? Have, uh, we've done Bret Hart in the past. We've done Undertaker, of course. We had the trilogy. But now we've got uh, the Randy Orton one with a possible sequel as well. <laughs> most definitely. Not possible, most definitely. <laughs> But yeah, Randy made his wrestling debut in 2000 at the Mid-Missouri Wrestling Association Southern Southern Illinois Conference Wrestling, or the MMWA SICW for short, in St. Louis, Missouri, before being signed to a developmental contract with WWE, sending him to OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, which is basically the early days NXT. And uh, yeah, we're going to start off with... Orton's debut, SmackDown 104, April 2002, going against Bob Holly. So let's have a look. But what I want to know as well as we go along, because we're going to find out a lot about Randy Orton, but what I want to know is, like, where did your love start? From Randy Orton. I mean, was it from his debut or you can wait until this particular match you say, at this point in time is when I fell in love with Randy Orton. Because I want to know the origin story, Dana, right? We, we know what it is, but I want to see, you know, maybe your parents were shot and Randy Orton was there to, <laughs> to save you. Well, uh, nah. Uh, it was kind of, uh, you know, early on, you're not quite sure what the characters are going to develop into. And I think I, I kind of like Randy Orton when he was going through his legend killer phase, and that's where it kind of that's where I kind of got hung up on him. Yeah, so, what what is to be expected here? I mean, what kind of matches? But don't give away the matches. But we talk about legend killer. Will we see any legend killers matches here tonight? Uh, most definitely, yes. Oh my god! What match types have we got to look forward to, Dan? Well, you know, we've got some title matches. We've got some. We've got a Royal Rumble. Oh, uh, you know we, we've we've got all sorts of different styles of matches here to show you why I love Randy Orton so yeah. much. So we're going to see everything from base. Well, his whole career here on these next. Yeah, we're going to see yeah the highlights of his career. There was there was about fifty more matches I wanted to have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you was like, no, Dan, it's going to have to be limited to a two at most episode. Yeah. 
podcast, so you know you've got to trim them down a bit. So I've had to try and trim the fat and get my favourite autumn matches, or you know the the highlights of Orton's career. Yeah, we say. I, I mean to be fair, like I say with the Undertaker, we did the trilogy which you thought was too much. I mean, you wanted to make this into the Bond series. You know? <laughs> but I said, maybe 20 would be a bit too much for it. But like I said, we're going to start off once we uh, go past the muck here on SmackDown. If you look at Billy and Chuck. We are away. And as I said, it's Smack- SmackDown 140, very early on in the SmackDown series. Well, how early on it is, they're talking about the Scorpion King being a success at the box office, Dan. Do you remember that? <laughs> Indeed, yes. Well, you know, it's... It is nearly 15 years ago, well, 15 years and a month ago, so, you know, it is quite time-fitting. Out first, we have Hardcore Holly. He's a bit of a veteran at this point, you know, he's been around for a while. Yeah, I I quite like Bob Holly. I'll tell you what I'm going to say first. What's going to be quite enjoyable, I am leading the podcast today is in dance hand so i can sit back and kind of do my jesse ventura bobby heenan king type thing (laughs) you know waiting around but bob holly hardcore holly like i say very much the the veteran at this point in time it's it's hard to believe he was in wwe for 10 years but talk about a man who's been in over 10 years now dan look at him well you know it's he's looking very young and fresh faced you can tell it's early on in his career because his sleeves haven't quite developed he's just got shadows and a band on his left arm you know on his left bicep as a tattoo and he's not quite got his uh autumn pose it's more of a hold your own wrist above your head yeah and what about his attire as well his attire yeah you know they he's gone for the hot pants style shorts <laughs> knee pads in a nice blue and yellow uh style but you know, again, he's a third-generation wrestler, and he's been around for a while. You know, he's done a bit of refereeing in MMWA, SICW, like from his uh, uncle. Yeah. No, sorry, go on. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's he's he's been around the business for a while. Well, he's been around the business all his life, hasn't he? You know, yeah. his, his dad was a wrestler, and he used to travel with him to, you know, meet Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania and stuff. Of course, the, the granddad as well, he'd been brought up with it. It's in his blood, you know, with Randy Orton. It was the kind of case of he probably will become a wrestler, but how successful? And it's like I say, it's his first match. He was successful in the early going. It looks like Bob Holly's. Uh... <laughs> well, there is one thing that Bob Holly hates, isn't there, James? And, and that what, is rookies. That is. Uh, and Randy, especially maybe entitled rookies as well. Did he earn his place in SmackDown? It could be argued. His name got him the opportunity, but, you know, he'd need to show it was well, worthwhile. Well, yeah, you know, his name may have got him the start, but I think he's surpassed both his dad and his granddad in what he's achieved in WWE. Yeah. Well, at the moment, he's just a young rookie coming out here, Dan. So he's achieved nothing, all right? Yeah. <laughs> At this point, he has achieved nothing. That is correct. <laughs> and Harker Holly wailing away. Look at the red marks on Randy Orton's skinny chest. He's a little bit skinnier, isn't he? Can I just say that? I he mean, is, yes, you know, he built he built himself up because obviously Vince likes bigger men. But nonetheless, you know, he's he's performing quite well as opposed to you know some of the green wrestlers we've seen on their debuts. A lovely standing drop kick there, high elevation from Orton. But, you know, he's given as good as he's getting against the veteran-like Bob Holly. I thought Hardcore reversed him in the corner. And this is something we don't see anymore. But Randy Orton back in the day was accustomed to go to the top, wasn't he? Well, this is why we don't see it. Because Bob Holly's cut him off and he looks to be delivering a superplex from the top. Orton manages to fight his way out. Pushes Orton back down to the mat. Missile dropkick. Oh, oh, no. Just a bog standard crossbody. Yeah, a lovely high crossbody. But Hardcore reverses. Oh, Rolls through and 
nearly gets the cover on Orton, but Orton manages to kick out. Oh. Oh, a lovely truck tie hold there, taking Bob Holly down. Oh. And a cheeky roll up for the victory. Yeah. His dad might have taught him how to apply that cradle to get the free count. But were Bob Holly's shoulders down? He can't believe it. But... Well, the referee counted. And if it's good enough for Mahal, it is good enough for Orton. <laughs> yeah, well, Orton does win his first match. And was he impressive to you in this one? Um, it was quite a short match. And, you know, you didn't get to see the full extent of what Orton could do. But, you know, he managed to learn a lot throughout his illustrious career. But, yeah, it was an impressive for a first match, you know. He seemed like he had a very good gist of the business and how to work it and that. So, you know, he he didn't look very green, if you know what I mean. Well, you've just given me a couple of notes, so I'll just say the next bit. Uh, Of course, Randy Orton was kind of bland babyface here, but due to, like, a knee injury, uh, he was forced to not only change his wrestling style just a little bit, you know, with the high-fly moves being taken away, but also, because of his time off, by the time he did return, he was giving him a greater role beside Triple H, Dan, wasn't he? He was, yes, as part of Evolution. And, you know, that I think that helped elevate him to the height he was he he was given, you know, he got to. He was also aligned with uh, Batista and Ric Flair, you know. Learning off Triple H and Ric Flair for both Batista and Orton, would have been great for them too. Yeah, and like I said, 2003 as well was when Triple H was at his most egomaniacal, shall we say, and having Evolution there, helping him defend titles, Evolution uh, were looking to hold all the championships, weren't they? They wanted all the gold, yes. And, you know, at at this particular pay-per-view where Orton goes against RVD for the Intercontinental title... Goldberg going against Triple H and Kane. You've got Shawn Michaels going against Batista, which is, you know, another two members of the Evolution stable. And I think Ric Flair's probably... Well, what's interesting about it is that, like I say, Triple H is going for the World Heavyweight title. Batista would not only face Shawn Michaels, but later on be entered with Tag Team Turmoil alongside Ric Flair for the Tag Team Championships. And Randy will go for the IC title. So by the end of the night, there was a chance that all of Evolution could hold all the gold. Well, December... The 14th, As you say, Orton was out for a little while with his injury. Returned, come back to, you know, come into Evolution. And now he's earned his opportunity to go for the Intercontinental title against another great competitor in RVD. I loved RVD in 2003. Uh, Well, 2003, yeah. When he first came in, he was so fresh, so different in 2001. And then I don't know what happened about maybe 2004. He was just become so different. Like, he phoned it in. It was the same moves every time, wasn't it? I think that's when he went through his uh, 420 stage and he was a bit... Well, yeah, it was definitely rolling thunders and uh, split leg moonsault five-star, but it was just all the same. Whereas RVD, he was so innovative. He was so innovative. He was so 
different that it, it was uh, as a pleasure to watch him and being an IC champion. I think he maybe could have been in the main event scene as he was later on in his career, but at this time it was just a great matchup because I think, like say, RVD and Orton, you couldn't get two more different type of guys, could you? You know? Yeah, you know, and at this point Orton had been around for what eighteen months, so he was still you know quite fresh to the business. RVD, he's he's been around the block. A couple yeah. of times at this point. Yeah, I mean, he'd been wrestling for ECW, you know, in the mid-90s. And it's weird we've just seen Mick Foley there because Randy Orton would go on to face Foley in 2004. Not one of the matches we're going to watch because I'm saving that for the Mick Foley one. <laughs> That's how good it is. Yeah. And Stacey Keebler's come out here. Stacey Keebler's always my favourite. Oh. And that is why. Cheeky. As she does a couple of high kicks and a lovely cartwheel. Well, Stacey's come out here and she's... Uh, Cartwheeling her way around. Foley's going to try it. Hey, brilliant Foley. <laughs> and this is why women back then didn't get much respect. I respect Stacey. She, had, but she managed to... Get, nearly went, she went out with George Clooney for a little bit. I mean, fair fucking play. <laughs> so, how different is Randy Orton, as we see him coming out here and interrupting with Foley... How different does he look, Dan, compared to what we saw in 2002? Well, you know, he's certainly upped his attire game. He's gone for the trunks, which he'd then stick to throughout the rest of his career. He's definitely packing. (laughs) He's got a pot of Pringles down there. And he's also joined by the nature boy, Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. Now, I remember the angle now. Mick Foley's got a petition to bring back Steve Austin because he... Left WWE's 2003, thanks in part to Randy Orton, wasn't it, you know? Yeah. He was the sole survivor in the Team Bischoff versus Team Austin match. But Foley's ready now, look at him, goddamn. So the match was going to be later, but it's now. Belt looks good around your tight-ripped waist, Orton. Yeah, so it goes, mum, it goes back to last when it was RVD versus Ric Flair. I'd like to say Randy Orton RKO'd him. So you see Orton, he's now using his RKO move. And special guest referee... Mick Foley, which will be interesting. It will be. Can he be fair and impartial? Well, we're going to start off, look at Orton, checking his waist. He wants the title, and RVD saying, no, mine, because he is our... Oh, but Orton cuts him off with a kick to the midsection, but a leg sweep there takes Orton down to the mat. And Orton, very wisely, even in his young age, escapes the ring to escape RVD's early onslaught. And, all he, and what he can do now is... Ric Flair in the year telling them how to do it because Ric Flair has been doing it for the past 30 years there's no better teacher to Randy Orton indeed yes you know and he's uh, it's good to have someone with that much experience in your corner Orton slowly getting back into the ring going to face off with the RVD of course RVD has been the fall on the side of evolution now these past few months in 2003 going against Triple H for the uh, World Heavyweight Championship Ric Flair turning on him basically the inception of evolution that was it was yeah with a sledgehammer shot, RVD gets some redemption, but now he's fighting Randy Orton. Oh, look at that lovely mat work by Orton. Brilliant exchange between the two. RVD with a oh spinning heel kick. Orton ducks it, and both men squaring off. I think Orton's managing to go toe-to-toe with RVD thus far. I would say he is. But like I say, RVD's got... Well, then again, maybe Ric Flair cancels it out. I'm sure Ric Flair won't do anything to get involved in this nah. matchup because he is a fair... Spinning heel kick by RVD, though. He's as good with his feet as anyone is with their hands. I think his feet went to Harvard. They're so intelligent. And RVD's got to try and 
keep that going. Now Randy Orton's got to stop it. Look at the leaping ability of the Robster to the top. Oh, big crossbody. Catches Orton. Goes for the cover, but Orton managing to kick out. Oh, was that a fast count by Foley? Seemed a little fast, but I'm sure that's not going to hamper Orton. No, we'll see when Randy Orton makes a pin if there's any quicker or slower. Oh, RVD tries throwing Orton out, but Orton lands on the apron. Gets caught with a spin and heel kick, sends him crashing to the very wafer-thin mats on the ringside. Basically concrete that he's fallen on. But the crowd, the crowd are on RVD's side. They would be because he's a face. Orton flying over the top there. Yeah, you wish. Yeah, RVD flying over the top. Uh, Sorry, RVD. (laughs) Sorry, yeah, RVD flying over the top. I've got Orton on my brain. You have. You've got Orton in your mouth. Uh, It's Ric Flair looking on. 2003 is very interesting pay-per-view for me. Because it was the first pay-per-view I didn't watch live since, I think, January of 99. Because at that point in time, they were on Satanta Sports. Satanta went under, and then they didn't have anybody to carry it. Eventually, in 2004, the pay-per-views would start being on the box office. I mean, this is, of course, before WD Network, where I had to pay £15 a month <laughs> for WD pay-per-views, God. as opposed to £9.99 a month for two WD pay-per-views, the latest content. And if you want to know what the latest content is, of course, with Double R Podcast. But anywho... Oh! Wow. RVD leaps up to the top, but Orton very wise to so that, pushes him off, and he hits the barricade straight on his face. Giving Orton precious time to recover from RVD's early onslaught. Orton, he's still in his slow, methodic stage. Ah, oh, the elevation of that standing drop kick. You know, he's leaping ability. You say RVD's got a good vertical leap, but Orton managed to leap his way up and his body was vertical in line with RVD's head. You don't see many wrestlers nowadays doing that. Well, let's take a look at the replay. Lovely drop kick. He hasn't got that quite leaping ability nowadays, but no. he's getting older and there's, you know, he is... 15 years, the veteran. <clears throat> and Foley made the count, but I think it's a little slow. Only got a one. One. Here we go, try again. And RVD being choked on that second rope. He is, yes, and using the five count to its full extent there. It's four and three quarters. Choking out RVD, but Orton knows when to break the move. And he knows when not to break RVD's neck. Refusing to break the count this time, but not getting disqualified. <laughs> By Foley. And now Ric Flair jumps up to have a go, but Mick Foley, he doesn't take any shit from anyone. But why has Flair lost his shit so soon? It wasn't that bad. It wasn't like... Anyway, it looks like Flair's just like a drunk uncle at a wedding. <laughs> it dives into fighting. Yeah. <sighs> but any excuse for, any excuse for Flair to fight. Yeah. No RVD down in the corner. Orton stomping a mud hole in him. Big Irish whip there. That's some velocity. Orton sending RVD into the corner. The top rope still quivering from that impact of RVD. Vicious moves there from the heel Orton. He does play a very good heel. He does. He does. But does he play a good face? He plays... He's not a baby face when he's a face. You know, like a John Cena type. He's more of a... CM Punk type face, if you're not, you know, Eddie Guerrero type face. Same character, just getting cheered, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When instead, he, of, instead of RKO and women, the RKO's, you know. When he has his cheeky grin on his face, you know, when he's done something that he knows you like. And then introducing RVD's face to the top turnbuckle. So why is this match important in Randy Orton's career then, Dan? You know, it's one of his first tastes of gold. It is, you know, it is when... Orton's finally found his feet 
in WWE. It's it's a lot longer than his debut match that we saw last against Bob Holly. And, you know, he, he's developing his character and he, he's coming into his own. Yeah. He, with the he, help of evolution. Yeah, but we're coming on his own with the help of the three men. But it's interesting to see that, isn't it? Because when you see a young wrestler debuting, usually are really green, takes a year to kind of find themselves. Randy Orton, more comfortable as a heel now and with that evolution back in mid-card championship you know the first title the Intercontinental Championship for him to win is a good building block isn't it in the career to see how he does progress they're doing all the right things at the point in time with him aren't they indeed yes you know this is this is when they was playing wrestlers correctly you know they they wouldn't immediately go for the top prize in the game they'd build their way up they'd have a good mid-card run you know, going for a midway title like the IC title, and then, you know, they'd eventually progress to trying to go for the yeah, heavyweight yeah, championship, yeah. as opposed to what they do now is they just chuck them right in at the deep end, and you kind of lose a bit of respect for them. You yeah, know, you get they get booed because exactly what you say because they haven't earned that opportunity at the top. You know, yeah. they have, they've just been put into it. We've seen Randy Orton there. You said earlier about his. Uh, Randy Orton pose, it was just on show as he clotheslined RVD down. Indeed. So he's got little pieces of him throughout. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's him developing his character. It's still not what he is today, but, you know, it's you see how these parts teach him different aspects of how his character developed. You know, you see, you're not going to see, like, everything he does in his repertoire today. But, you know, hopefully throughout this series, you're going to see him evolving yeah shall we say the evolution of randy orton <laughs> as rvd now comes back into it with split leg moonsault goes for the cover oh. oh but orton managing to power out at two two and again quickly recovering kick to the midsection to rvd got him up on his shoulder what's he gonna go for oh, oh. lovely neck breaker there we don't see that Nowadays, no, we don't. But then again, RVD is an opponent, like we saw with the replay, you know, Monday Night Raw. He's able to take these moves and make it look good as well. You know, it's, it's, it's part of he's what a good Rand- seller. Yeah, exactly. What Randy, uh, what RVD can do. And now going back to that dreaded sleeper. Well, you know, he's got the headlock on, but he's also got his leg wrapped round RVD as well. You know, giving that extra bit of weight onto his body, making it harder for him to escape. And, you know, the best way to go against someone like RVD is keeping them grounded. Yeah. Because he's got brilliant feet. You take that out of the equation, he's nothing. Exactly. He can't fly off the top rope either. Randy will keep him right in the middle of the ring as Ric Flair, who I don't know how he does it, but every time I see him, he just looks older. Even though this is like 15 years ago, I still think old. Oh, most definitely, yeah. RVD might be out here, getting his arm checked. Oh, managing to fight his way up. And not relinquishing that side sleeper or the side headlock. Now my, my only complaint, Randy Orton, would be the amount when he's a is a heel, especially like when he was the champion. The amount of sleepers he did have in his matches. I mean, I know sometimes you got to have sleeper holes. I understand that. Don't get me wrong. It was a bit long winded. I mean, that's that's all. There's nothing you can say in the action apart from he's got him in a sleeper. But now I've he's back to his feet. Both men exchanging blows in the middle of the ring. RVD there within the legs, spinning around and delivering a drop kick. Looks like it was straight to Randy Orton's throat. Oh my God, it might have damaged the esophagus. That's RVD. It might have internal bleeding. 
RVD there trying to make his way back to his feet, as is Orton. Both men to a vertical base around a similar time. But now it's RVD who has the upper hand in this match. Kicking Orton into the corner with punches and kicks. Oh, now he's going for the ten dreaded blows to the head. I thought they were going ten then. Yeah, ten. ten. What? Orton looking dazed. Gets Irish whipped to the following corner. Your man could be in serious trouble. Oh, rolling monkey flip there. Sends him sailing back to the opposite corner of the ring. And now the big show. Yeah. Beautiful shoulder thrust by RVD. Dodging Orton. Oh, and then the springboard heel kick there from the second rope. RVD's running through his repertoire. Irish whips him into the corner again. Oh, belly to belly overhead with a bridge. Northern Lights. Oh, Northern Lights. Bridges out, but only manages to get a one. One. And Orton rolls back outside to safety, but gets quickly pursued by RVD. And RVD just being nice, saying to the fans, you better move. <laughs> Indeed, as he... Uh, Loads Orton up onto the barricade. If we were in the front row, man, it would happen, that happened to you. You just pick him up, take him home. <laughs> it's like when they throw a t-shirt to the crowd. It's like, yeah, that's mine now. He's throwing Orton to the crowd. That's yeah, mine now. it's mine now. And, oh. Oh, that guillotine leg drop from the apron to the barricade there, taking Orton out. But you can't win a match on the outside, can you, RVD? Unless you both get counted out and you retain your title, I suppose. Yes, you can. So, in theory, <laughs> theory you, you can. can. But you won't want to. RVD back on the apron. What can, oh, what can Orton do? Oh, Orton catching him off. Lovely oh. suspension DDT there. I think that's one of the earliest renditions of his DDT. That's so devastating. That is the first time he ever used it in a match. Fact. <laughs> Goes for the cover. But, oh, RVD, his, his arm's under the rope. And a very, very slow count from Foley. I think he definitely has got something against Orton. Orton drags him to the middle of the ring. Rolls him up big time this time, but only getting a two count. Two. And now Orton arguing with Foley. Rightly arguing with Foley. What took so long? That was a devastating DDT. <laughs> he folded RVD enough, literally. Oh. oh, RVD's gone low, taking out Orton's knee. And as we said, you know, he's had knee problems. In the past, and he's not long returned. That could hamper Orton. Oh, he has been a bit injury prone in his career, a bit fragile. Um, would you say that to his face? No, I wouldn't say it to his face. As he goes for the spinning wheel kick and turns it into a cover. Orton managing to kick out. Ah. Ducks a clothesline, but walks straight into a heel kick. Takes Orton down again. But RVD himself's looking a bit dazed. Oh, running drop kick. Kind of a baseball slide type. Oh. Rolling thunder. <laughs> and Ric Flair is so close. Oh. oh, well, he's not as close anymore as RVD kicks him away. Orton rolls up, rolls him up. Only managing a two count, though. Two. Oh. And a bit of patented RVD there with his uh, spinning heel kick. Indeed. Takes out Orton. He's laid out in the middle of the ring. No Ric Flair to hamper him. Well, is it time for a five-star? Now, Ric Flair's back up. He's always back up. Woo! Oh, what's Ric Flair got in his hand? Some brass knuckles. <laughs> oh, he gets caught by Foley, but in that meantime, it's the distraction was long enough. Chance for Orton to get up and deliver a lovely drop kick there to RVD, who was perched on the top rope. Yeah, Foley's shoulder block Flair, didn't he? <laughs> he just took him right out. Now, RVD's looking in a bit of trouble. Well, it's low blow, basically. Can he fully recover? 
And Randy Orton, what's he doing? It looks like he's in a prime position. Oh, oh. KO. Goes for the cover. Two, three. And here we have Orton winning his first taste of gold. New champion. And Joe the King Law says, wow, he hit that move out of nowhere. So, <laughs> the RKO leg delivers. It was out of nowhere. It was. It delivers the Intercontinental title to Randy Orton. What do you think of the match, Dan? I thought it was quite a good match. You know, you can still see that Orton's a bit new to the business. But I think having Ric Flair in his corner helped, you know, it was a bit of a distraction, a bit of help for him. RVD played his part brilliantly in the match. You know, he, you can still see him kind of going through the motions when he was wrestling. But to see, like, you know, the early rendition of the suspension DDT and his RKO out of nowhere, very good to see. Yeah. So, Randy wins the gold. And that is Armageddon 2003. Now, I talked about the match he had with Foley. Uh, backlash 2004 I'm not going to watch and we were talking about maybe watching the SummerSlam 2004 again we chose not to but what did happen for anybody who never knew <laughs> what happened Randy Orton what was vital in that Dan um, he went against Chris Benoit for the heavyweight championship he obviously was victorious and become the youngest ever heavyweight champion Still today, yeah, uh, and we've watched. Uh, we have watched it on the podcast. I go back and listen to the the old episodes to find it, uh, and kind of weird what happened to Orton afterwards because he was built up as this hill, as we see, kind of thrust into the main event, the uh, heavyweight title picture, wasn't it, with Benoit? He was, yes. And then the next night on Raw, was Triple H happy about it? He was very unhappy about it, and that was kind of the end for Evolution, and that was the start of the thumbs up. Thumbs down, you know. Yeah. It was uh, Batista had Orton up on his shoulders, seemingly in celebration, but that's when Triple H was like, now. And then <laughs> he dropped him in an electric chair, and yeah, you know, they just all beat on Randy Orton, which yeah. was very unfair. And then a, a month after winning the World Heavyweight Title, he dropped it to Triple H at Unforgiven. Uh, uh, Randy Orton tried to be a babyface, didn't he? But it didn't really work out for him. No. Nah. Uh, so then the RKO Stacey Keebler leading to a match against the Undertaker at WrestleMania 21. And the Legend Killer then became. And what was the Legend Killer, Dan? Um, the Legend Killer, he... I don't know, he mainly focused on the older legends. So there's you know, Roddy Piper, Snooker. Uh, Harley Race. Harley Race, yeah. Taking out all the old legends, you know, to try and make a name for himself. And thus, you know, becoming the Legend Killer. Yeah, so what bigger legend to go against, Dan? No, there's no bigger legend in the business than Hulk Hogan. Is that his daughter, Brooke? Yes, it is Sunday, the 20th of August, 2006, and it is Slam. And, yeah, it's quite a good uh, card. No, it's not. Come on, the only match we want to see is a legend versus legend killer. And let's have a look at the promo. And as a doting father... I have to tell you, Hulkamaniacs, I'm very proud of my daughter, Brooke. But anyway, as far as Saturday night's main event goes, I was on the first Saturday night main event, May 11th, 1985. And after all these years, because of all you Hulkamaniacs, Hulkamania is still running wild, brother. Uh-oh, what is this? Come on! The legend killer, Randy Orton. 
I got to apologize for the interruption. I'm truly sorry, but there was no way, sir, that I was going to sit backstage and pass up the opportunity to come out here, stand in the ring side by side with perhaps the biggest legend that this industry has ever seen. Not to mention your beautiful daughter, Brooke. Now, Hulk, since you are a legend among legends, and since I am the legend killer, I would like to respectfully, sir, respectfully challenge you to a match at SummerSlam. Well, since you respectfully challenged me to a match at SummerSlam, I respectfully accept the latest on Hulk Hogan's injury is this. The Hulkster has a torn meniscus in his right knee, putting his match against Randy Orton at SummerSlam in serious jeopardy. Hogan knows if he faces Randy Orton in that ring, he'll be destroyed. At SummerSlam, when Orton gets in the ring and feels the power of the largest arms in the world, brother, I'm going to make sure that Orton learns what the word respect me. I didn't come out here to confront you. I came out here to talk about your daughter. I met her back at Saturday night's main event a few weeks ago. I met Brooke, and I can undoubtedly say that there was a large amount of chemistry there. I mean, you would have had to been blind not to see it. You are the inspiration that caused me to become the legend killer in the first place. I used to watch you as a kid, walk to the ring, the same old song and dance, same old tired act. So I told myself back then that one day I would be the man that killed Hulkamania. I would be the man that destroyed Hulkamania for good, forever! Born, the joke is over. Come this Sunday, Hulkamania will be at SummerSlam, brother. Because there's one legend that the legend killer can't kill. And that's the legend of Hulkamania, brother. So I guess we could say there's just one question, brother. What you gonna do, brother, when the power of all these millions and millions of Hulkamanias run wild on you? I don't know if it's just because I had a smoke or what it is, but I thought that was fucking awesome. Just that was a fucking great promo. <laughs> you don't get build-up like that nowadays, no, though. No. Ten years later, and the build-up's nothing like that for matches. No, it, it just tells its story, doesn't it? You know, Orton is Ledger Killer. We see him RKOing Moolah, <laughs> which is brilliant. <laughs> you see him RKOing a whole host of legends. Sergeant S. Laughter, Jake the Snake. Jerry the King, Mick Foley, Ric Flair, you know, he, yeah. he just goes the through li- the whole yeah. list. The list goes on, and the biggest legend of them all, Hogan, will it end here tonight? Will Hulkamania die? What did you think of this entrance for Orton? I thought it was quite, you know, it was fitting for the type of cocky character that he was. You know, it was definitely in keeping with his persona, you know, and as I say, this is when I really enjoyed Randy Orton. You know, it, it, he was ruthless. Yeah. Yeah, he had yeah. that look in the eye like he didn't care. Like when we saw Marco and Hogan on the car, even with Brooke there, he looked down like, you know, I, I'm the future and you can't stop the future. Uh, we saw him with the Evolution entrance, didn't we? And Ric Flair in his corner. Now this is him starting off with that, hey, hey, nothing you can say. It's the theme tune. I wasn't keen on this theme tune. You know, it certainly got a lot better when he had voices. You know, it, it wasn't a bad theme. But you were saying something earlier about his entrance music, weren't you? 
Uh, yeah, you know, I found a fact. I'm not sure how true it is, but he had uh, CM Punk's original theme tune. They tried it out for a while. Don't think it worked that well, and you know, he reverted to this. Yeah. So as we see Orton coming out of here, and he's looking like say more of a star, isn't he? He's he's bulking up in the right ways. He's not over muscly, is he? But no. he's, he's, he's he's definitely he's definitely tight and ripped. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is what. A uh, year and a half since we last saw him. Let's see the reaction Hogan gets. And there's not many that can get a reaction like that. What's this? 20 years on? It's, it's what? Uh, yeah, from 20... What year in? 20, 2006 here. Yeah. So, it's... so, 20 years ago, at this point in time, he was main event in SummerSlam. Yeah. Or, you know, main event in WrestleManias. Yeah, because 85, you know, it was... First WrestleMania, you know, he was he was there. So, you know, well, over 20 years in and he's still getting a big pop. He still gets good reception. But even even now, I think, you know, years afterwards, if he wants to come out in the, the red and yellow, still get a hell of a reaction because it is Hogan, you know, he transcends. We were talking about this on the other podcast. Like Seth Rollins, you know, being stuck in WWE, not being known outside it. If you ask anybody who a wrestler, you know, ask a wrestler's name, they're going to probably say Hulk Hogan, aren't they? And that's still the case. Even now, I know you say Austin's big and uh, there's other wrestlers. People will know, you know, John Cena the Rock. and stuff. The Rock. Rock I now. Think he is. Yeah. The think, new Hogan. He, he's transcended across all of entertainment. You know, The Rock has become mainstream. He's yeah. one of the big, biggest box office stars. Yeah, and exactly, Hogan... Yeah. At this point in time, going against Orton. I mean, you would expect Orton to beat Hogan, wouldn't you? Because he is the future of the WWE. Indeed, yes. You know, and he is the legend killer. Hogan, the legend. So, you know, to kill the legend would be in keeping with the story. Yeah, but you don't stay on top for 20 years. You are always going to drop out. Indeed, yes. And, you know, Hogan's quite well known for not wanting to lose despite... Being the obvious person that would lose. Yeah, and we watched uh, last year the SummerSlam before this with him versus Shawn Michaels. You know, Shawn Michaels overselling every move possible. Uh, so a year on, it'll be interesting to see how Randy Orton copes with it. And this has got to be... I mean, we've seen some big matches. We talked about the matches we've seen Orton already, WrestleMania 21, and these other ones. But this is a huge night for him, isn't it, you know? It is, yeah. You know, he's... It is very in keeping with his legend killer gimmick, you know. There's no higher legend to attempt to kill than the legend of Hulkamania. And Hogan doesn't have single matches with no one, you know, nobody's. Exactly. Oh, you know, I've never, ever, ever seen Bobby Roode versus Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, well, weirdly enough, in TNA. Oh, <laughs> anyway. On WWE television. But the question is, will I become more of an Orton fan as the podcast progresses? We shall see. <laughs> At the end, after we've watched 12 hours of Orton. <laughs> Could have been more. Could have been more. <laughs> so, Dan, let's talk about this. If it was a serious match. Uh, what does Orton have to do if he wants to beat Hulk Hogan? Um, I think Orton has to treat Hogan as if he's any other wrestler he's gone against, any other legend he's faced, you know, he he is the legend killer. He needs to keep that persona, hit him with the RK out of nowhere. He's had the upper hand throughout the majority of this kind of mini feud. 
that I've had, you know, kissing his daughter in front of him, Mark home on the boat of his car. Um, and yeah, you know, just keep that mentality about him and not let the icon of Hogan try and overrule it. Yeah, and do you think the longer it goes, the more it's going to favour Randy as well, isn't it? You know, Definitely, yeah. Hogan's known for his long, long-doubt matches, yeah. is he? Well, especially with the age as well, trying to go. I mean, Orton can, uh, it is in great shape, as we see. With Hogan, it's still debatable, you know, the amount of surgeries he's had, the amount of injuries you see there. Well, you can see uh, both his knees are strapped up heavily. His head is balder than ever. <laughs> yeah. And his tits are sagging. But Randy Orton can't underestimate Hogan. We've just seen the power of Hogan right there. Most definitely. And Hogan doesn't like to sell. <laughs> Hogan's not bad. The problem is that he just does the, the old... Well, and then again, I suppose he invented it in parts. You know, the kind of getting busted open and then just laying there for a little bit. <laughs> Big comeback. I do like the Hogan twitch, though, when he's been busted open and he's... Yeah. Not as good as Benoit's. No, no, you're right. But I think Flair's, I, I, even though I'm a huge fan of Flair, when he used to bleed and all this bleach blonde hair, you know what I mean, to go red, yeah. great visual. Well, that's good. I think that works better as, yeah. you know, like Hogan, Flair. <laughs> There's not that many blonde uh, that wrestlers. No. Well, and do you think he looks better with his French cropped hair or do you like him? <sighs> if I'm going to go there, I like him more with that style haircut. French crop style? Yeah. I think he's more. He looks more like a model like this than he does. He does look like a model. He, he. I can understand why I like him, Dan. He is a gorgeous specimen. <laughs> <laughs> One might say he's glorious. Yeah. Well, he's not Bobby. Don't get me wrong. But back to the action. Back and to this. Yeah. Orton seemingly starts off with the upper hand. Hogan's down on his knees. <laughs> with Orton running his fingers through his long blonde hair. <laughs> now he's going to ram his face into the turnbuckle. But Hogan, he doesn't go down like that and he's going to block it for all his life's worth. It's weird because not only is that his blocking face, that's his cum face as well. So, Well, you would know. <laughs> I'll know everybody. Right? Didn't he bash himself off on camera or something? Yeah, no, I've seen it. I've seen it. I watch all of the WWE poor videos and I mean all of them. <laughs> and Hogan is telling him to suck it. With his crutch inches from his face. Oh, huge 10 punches in the corner. No. A big kiss. Nine and a bite. And that is movie star good looks. Wow. Oh, oh, and the very illegal fam to the eye. Organ is, <laughs> Orton is blind, overselling it slightly. This is Orton when he's still trying to be a worker, isn't it? Bless him. Not before he gives up, arguably, which maybe we might see. But I think the RVD match that we saw, he was really trying to match RVD in the ring. And but a... Do you think, you know, that gets to a point in every wrestler's career where... They're like, you know, well, I've I've proved myself. I've yeah, had yeah. great matches. You know, this is their opportunity. Yeah, I mean, case in point, uh, Dean Ambrose is someone like that, you know. Or like we've talked about RVD or Rey Mysterio, just the same moves in every match because that's what's the safe kind of style now. There's nothing different. And it does become a bit, I don't say predictable, but do you know what I mean? When you watch it, you, feel, you do feel like, oh, I've seen this match before. <laughs> like, I've seen this match. Dean Ambrose enough now to know like, yeah. I've seen that match. But do you think like, you know, the normal way of protocol is the hill calls the match? Yeah. Do you think Hogan's like, no, this is, oh, yeah, this I'm going to run this show. Yeah, this is definitely Hogan here tonight. As he rakes the nails down the back of Orton, oh, and, and again. And he's actually telling him what to do as he does that. That's what's great about Hogan. Like, you know? Yeah, right around in pain. So Hogan back on the offence now. 
Yes, after uh, Orton's early flurries, Orton's done a few dirty moves, but he seems to get away with it. Yeah, well, Hogan, they're poked to the eye and they're raped to the face, and now he got him on the second rope. Is he going to rape his back? Uh, rake his back? Well, well, Randy Orton did kiss his daughter in front of him. My God, he keeps raking that back. Oh, he's going to leave big scratch marks down Orton's tight-ripped back. Oh, oh and a one to the tight-ripped chest and all. Big right hands, closed fist. Referee tries to break it up, but Hogan threatens the referee. And the referee scarpers out of dodge. So this is personal between these two. Irish whip, leg drop time, no. Oh, he's wheeling him up for a big right hand, but Ho- uh, but Orton ducks out of the ring, grabs Hogan's leg and oh, wraps it around the ring. And he's working on the surgically repaired left knee of Hogan. He's doing a great job on it, and Hogan... I have trouble hitting a leg drop. Can't even stand at this moment in time. Indeed. That's what the Viper does, though. Hones in on a body part and he just destroys it. Oh, now is this slow, methodic ground and pound as he's kicking every body part of Hogan, focusing on hurting the old man. But he doesn't seem to be challenging Orton thus far. Oh, Hogan ducks the crossbody attempt. Or did he just fall to the ground? Well, whatever happened, both men are now down, trying to recover. Orton holding his arm, Hogan. Pulling himself up. (coughs) Using the ropes. But Orton trying to go back on the offence. Hogan blocks the big right hand attempt. And again, delivers a couple of thunderous right hands of his own. Oh, goes for the big boot. Orton ducks underneath it. Hits a lovely standing drop kick. On the button with that drop kick. Well, it looks like he's uh, sizing him up for an RKO. He's, He's taking too long. He's fisting the mat now. Sizing up the Hulkster. Pow! Delivers the RKO with Venom. One, two, oh, Hogan gets his bottom foot to the rope. Orton thinks he's won the match, but doesn't realise that Hogan managed to escape it. Oh, Orton again getting distracted, taking his eyes off his opponent, which you seen him do recently. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no, now he's trying to hit Hogan with the right hands, but Hogan's not selling at all. He's hulking himself up. Orton doesn't know what to do in this situation. Oh. You. Yeah, it's Hogan's turn with the big right hands. Irish whip. Oh, big my... boot nearly knocking Orton's head off. Orton's in trouble now. And we know what follows the big boot. And look at the crowd are going banana. Hogan still has time to check with the crowd. He does indeed. Livers that atomic leg drop to three. <laughs> it doesn't even hook the leg. He doesn't need to. <laughs> the big boot and leg drop is devastating enough. And and you can see why Hogan rarely loses. <laughs> what do you think of the match? Um, the match quality, I, I, you know, it's not one of the greatest matches. I think it's, it's just an iconic moment. It's an iconic match. You know, Orton getting to go against the living legend that is Hulk Hogan. You know, and it is. I think it is a great moment in Orton's career as well, you know, getting to go toe-to-toe with the legend that is Hoekstar. But do you think Hogan should have... Uh, do you think Orton should have got the win, though? You know, in there. I think... Looking back on it. You know, looking back on it, if it was then, I think, yeah, Orton definitely should have got the victory. It's not really hampered his career, is it? No, to be fair, it hasn't. And we talk about Randy Orton's career. What's up after this one, then, Dan? Well, it's, it's Orton's evolution... And it is No Mercy, 7th of October, 2007, going against his former mentor, mentor, Triple H, 
for the WWE title. mentioned it earlier the interesting thing about no mercy 2007 is the fact is the WWE title changed hands what you could say three times because john cena was injured after that long title reign that he had randy orton took the title belt well i think we're going to see it in a bit recap video anyway but <clears throat> randy orton was awarded the w title he then lost to triple h First match of the night, which we're not going to watch yep. because we don't want to watch any more Randy Orton defeats. <laughs> no. Now, I'm not saying they gave Triple H that title win just to, you know, enhance the many reigns he had, but it looked that way, didn't it, you know? It did indeed, yes, you know, and as we're saying, it's, it's going to be quite a short lived reign. Yeah, well, after after Orton did lose the W Championship and after Triple H, Triple H was still scheduled to have another match. And the ring post will also come to play, Dan. Well, Triple H's second match of the night against Umaga. Oh, and the ring post helped out Triple H again. Yeah, Umaga went running into it and then straight into the... Pedigree. It's not going to be a short title reign because Triple H just getting started, Dan. Would Triple H says get ready to get hurt because he would injure Randy Orton in the last man standing match. And this is the last man standing match as well. <laughs> At this point in time, had Randy Orton, was he a successful main eventer, Dan? I'd say he was, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I don't know. I might disagree, <laughs> I might disagree with you a little bit. Well, five years on, you know, this is what going for his. How many title? How many titles would this be now? Like heavyweight championships or world championships? That was the first time he got to be champion. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah. He's already had his heavyweight championship against Thingy, so this is his second... Yeah. This is his second big title match. And like I say, through 2007-2011, you would say he was in the WWE title picture. Constantly. <clears throat> but I still think the character wasn't all there, because he did change it up a little bit. Like I say, Legend Killer has kind of gone a little bit now, and he's more... Uh, yeah. And that big push we come in 2009, we'll get on to that, I think, in the next episode. No, we'll get on to that Royal Rumble. That's when he kicks McMahon. That's when the voices yeah. thing happens. Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, Triple H is, is a bit worse for where he's been for a few matches already tonight. Damaged ribs. <coughs> Potential internal bleeding. Orton's going to capitalise on this. He's not a stupid wrestler. He knows what hurts people. Yeah. Uh, and what's helped Orton out has been injuries. You know, I know he's got a few in the past, but John Cena, his main, you know, been his main rival. It was going to be Orton beating Cena, but Cena got the injury. The W title picture changed, and that's where Triple H has come in. But oh, oh, going for a pedigree on the steel rampway. Orton trying to fight out. Oh, and a bit of a spine buster there, sending Triple H down. Oh, Randy Orton. I mean, <coughs> sorry, Triple H was to finish this. <laughs> he don't want this to go. No, well, you know, as as we say, is 
already had two matches tonight. Orton's this is his second match, so you know, both men have been through the mill already. No mercy. But this is the last man standing match. You've got to incapacitate your opponent for 10 seconds. I mean, if you were Randy Orton in the last man standing match, how would you win? Weapons. <laughs> I'll get Triple H's sledgehammer before he does. You wouldn't RKO him through like, <clears throat> the table or something? I'd RKO him for everything in that fucking <laughs> arena. No, you'd use weapons. <laughs> See what I've seen, like, with Orton, as we noticed, he ain't even got his uh, tattoos yet, has he? No. What's this? 2007. Yeah. What can I say? Have we seen much of a change in Orton's wrestling? You <coughs> must be allergic to his wrestling. <laughs> and I think later on he slightly changes it up a bit. You know, but he's he's still kept to the same game plan. But, you know, you can go through a lot of the wrestlers and they still keep their basic, like, you know, style mm. throughout their career. You know, they might chuck in a few moves he's kind of ditch the high rope manoeuvres, keeps it more of a slow, methodic beatdown. But, you know, aside from that, he's he's stuck with what's worked for him, really. Yeah. Turned into an insult, I changed into a compliment. And on the outside now, and it looks like Orton on the outside, what's he going to do to Triple H? He's going to hate him. He's, he's going to him bad. He's already back suplexed him on that barricade. But an Irish whip sends him into the steel stairs and... That's not good. No, <laughs> That's not damn good. Didn't block that, did he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't right on the head. One thing I've noticed, though, in this crowd is there's not a lot of uh, merch T-shirts. You know, I've seen a lot, of, especially on this side in the front row, they've been normal home brand T-shirts. Mm, they don't want to see marks, do they? That is true, because they're smarks. That's what you did. You wore Spurs top, didn't you? Yeah, I think it was on telly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're probably thinking that as well. Lovely, high elevated drop kick there from Orton. We've seen that in every match. That is, is one, That is one the move. That we've seen, not even the RKO. Oh shit, thing. how many RKOs have we seen? How many matches <laughs> have we seen? We didn't see one in the first match. No, we saw one against RVD. RVD. We saw one against Hogan. In the Legend Killer match, we saw him RKO everyone. Slaughter, Jake the Snake. Oh yeah. Hogan okay. well, over the boot we'll, of his we'll car. That, then. We'll just count matches then. Alright, fair. So RVD won. Hogan won. Uh, not Bob Holly. So it's just this match. So let's see how many yeah. RKOs he hits. We'll definitely hit one. That's all it takes. Yeah. So we're going to start our RKO count. Oh, and the variation of Backbreaker by Randy Orton there. And at the moment, this is a one-legged man. This is a one-backed man. And Triple H just pushing away, but can't even use that left arm. No, he's severely injured. I mean, you know, he's gone against Orton already tonight. Managed to beat him with the aid of a ring post. He's gone against Umaga. It is no easy feat. I mean, it took John Cena a lot to beat him, and we know what Super Cena's like. Yeah. So for Triple H to be able to beat Umaga, it's you know it's no mean feat. And now again in his third match, he's been through the mill, and he's got to go in a last man standing match where nothing is illegal. As we say, that Orton goes down and gets uh, a bit of cable. What would you call that? He's got a body scissors choke out with a bit of cable. Would you like Orton's cable around your neck choking you? Orton could choke me any time he wants. <laughs> Triple H going purple. He hasn't got as good a choke-out face as Umaga has. Choking the life out of Triple H. Is that going to be enough to keep him down for the 10 count, though? So, what have you, I mean, who's been the worst opponent around Orton's face in our podcast so far? <laughs> it's not been bad, is it? No, probably Bob Holly. But I think the worst match we've seen is a match against Hogan. Like, for match quality. 
Well, this is trying to get there at the moment, isn't it? Let's <laughs> not, not discredit this one. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, well, you know, it's it's a last man standing match. It's going to be a different uh, it's what, setup. It's what you wanted, Dan. It's, it's, it's Orton sleepers instead of caskets. This is the difference. <laughs> Stick the two. But Orton's just monitoring the situation. <laughs> Hit Triple H in the head with a TV screen. Oh, he's setting up to put Triple H out for good. With an RKO across the announce table. Yeah! Oh! But Triple H pushes him off and sends RKO crashing through the ECW announcer table there. And that could have seriously hampered Orton's title chances. Seriously hampered? He just went flying through the announce table. It's over, Dan, all right? Referee's counting. I don't care. Well, can't get up from that. Oh, my God. Tug of war now. Orton's back to his feet. Going to push oh. Triple H to the stairs. But Triple H manages to land a double-A spinebuster there to Orton on the wafer-thin mat. So thin. Basic concrete. Basically, it is concrete indeed, James, yes. Also, take a, every time we mention the mats on the outside, take a drink at home. And every time we say indeed, take a drink for everybody at home. It's good drinking games, we should say. Indeed. <laughs> RKO's another one that you can add to it if you want. Randy or Orton. Tight and ripped. <laughs> Uh, big, when we say big. <laughs> triple R, Triple R. Triple R. <laughs> triple R. Triple R. Got stars. Oh, Triple H going with a steel step, so. Oh, runs right through Orton and takes him out. Orton is good at taking a beating. He, he is, he is. But, talk about his hair. Do you like his hair more like this or what we've seen before? Uh, I prefer it shaven. You prefer all shaven? Yeah. He looks more evil and more I know, like, yeah. dastardly. I don't like it. Uh, well, he nearly got his head taken away from his shoulders there. I don't think he suits having a little beard either, though. I like it clean shaven. No, I think you look too weird when you're all clean shaven. Would you like him with a bit of stubble? Yeah. But anyway, Triple H, somehow both men got to their feet. Triple H threw him back in. Oh, now Triple H has got a still folding chair. <laughs> Orton's in a lot of trouble now. JR is really selling it on commentary. He loves it, doesn't he? Oh. Oh, but Orton managed to get to his feet, kick to the midsection, stops Triple H in his tracks. <laughs> He's fucking having a fit. WWE champion. I like it when he loses his voice. Oh, wait a minute. Orton's got a chair. Oh, DDT onto the steel chair. That's got to have knocked Triple H out cold. Who's going to get to their feet first? Referee's up to six. Whoever gets to their feet first, I reckon he's going to win this. Well, Orton is back up. <coughs> and he comes in with a big right hand. He's like a man-possessed wailing on Triple H in the corner. And now he's stomping a mud hole. And James, he's going to walk it dry. Oh, is he? I was just about to ask you that. And he has. Oh, now he spots the steel chair. Well, anything is legal in a last man standing match. Chairs and what, for someone to sit on, is it? Uh, I don't think anyone's going to sit on it. Looks like an RKO. He's tried it once already tonight. And failed. Oh! An RKO on the steel chair. How many's that now? That's three so far. Oh, Triple H is busted wide open. It's a crazy mask! There's no way he's going to be able to get up from that devastating RKO. My God! He's busted in the inside, he's busted on the outside. My God, JR. I have never seen any of my two years of doing this podcast, and I've never seen a man take as much punishment as Triple H. God damn. But a defiant game, gets to his feet, delivers a crutch chop, and Orton just doesn't believe it. He's defiant, James. 
Oh, wow. and then falls back to the mat. Get the referee to count. Orton's got that look in his eye, James. I think he's going to do the unthinkable. No, he's not, is he? He's going to punt his head. Don't do it, Orton. Don't do it. For the love of God, think of his wife and kids, Randy. You're going to end your guy's career. He's tuning up his punting foot. Here we go. Oh, oh, Triple H catches the foot, though. Orton's got nowhere to go. Oh, Randy Orton is panicking. He's like a, 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 a rodent caught in a trap. Don't you call Randy a rodent, you fucking shit cunt. <laughs> He's like a badger. He's a honey badger. He's a, straight hey, for the yeah, nuts. Badger. Look at the game. He's hoking up. Hulking up. He's hitching up. Yeah. Oh, my God. What are we going to do, brother? Thunderous clothesline and eliminates Orton from the ramble. Well, Triple H taking Orton on the outside. And I think he's introduced them all to the commentators and uh, the fans. Hello, this is JBL. This is Smackdown. He is, yes. And uh, Orton looks to be in all, even though Triple H has been through the mill tonight. Yeah, but at least Triple H, at least Randy Orton is not busted wide open. That is indeed true. Because that would just ruin his look. Red does not go well with those eyes. I think Triple H is trying to set Orton up on the announce table, but Orton just went dead weight and fell off him. Now he's going for a pedigree on the outside on the way for Finn Matt. Oh my God, post as well, but... Well, the ring post that helped Triple H win the title earlier on tonight is going to hamper him later on. The ring post has turned. It's turned. It was on. Like, it's a, hey, it's, it's a baby face now. It's a hill. It's Indeed. switched sides. It swerved Triple H. What's going to be next? Triple H... For the love of God. What has happened? It's like a tornado has come through this arena. Oh, he does make them look heavy, doesn't he? Yep, it's going to end well though. <laughs> Chuck tailed. Oh, oh, low blow. <laughs> Did that hit his head? Yeah. Oh, Randy, do you want me to kiss a better for Oh my god! What? What? The first blow or the second one? <laughs> low blow. Either. Uh oh! And Triple's got the chair. No. And he just hit Orton for six. Orton's head was against the stairs. Metal against metal with Orton's beautiful face in between. What wins? The steel wins, James. You can never not beat steel. And oh, does it look like he's cut open? Yeah, that might be his little bump on the stairs, though. Orton's ah. managed to make it to his feet by How? the count of nine. How's he do that? No idea, but Orton, uh, but Orton's been thrown onto the announced Triple H signifies. It's over. Oh! But out of nowhere, a thunderous RKO on Triple H. And he's knocked clean out. Four. Ten. And for the second time tonight, Orton has won WWE Championship. You can see how much it means to him. <laughs> he's over the moon. And that is it. It wasn't... Uh, I don't know. It was, it was quite a good match, I think. Yeah, it wasn't bad, was it? No. Uh, they're quite slow to start off with, but they had a story to tell. Triple H shown his toughness, but at this point in time, do we really need to see how tough Triple H is? Do you know what I mean? Another guy in that position might have made a little bit more sense. I understand the John Cena injury and stuff, but it's uh, it's it's helping Triple H's ego out. I think it's good for Orton rather than being awarded it to having to actually earn it as well. Well, you know, it started off with him being awarded it. Triple H beat him for it and then he managed to lose to Orton and an RK out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and I think it just it, it it's a good place in time as well because 
if we talk about Randy Orton when he came into Revolution, Triple H being the uh, leader, and now Randy Orton finally winning the WWE title, and it being Triple H who he does indeed beat. Indeed, yes. You know, it, it is turnabout with the whole story of Evolution, which, yeah. you know, ties it up in a nice, neat little bow. So up next, Dan? Up next, we have the Royal Rumble 2009, 25th of January. This is Royal Rumble 2009. I mean, this is the point. We saw the opening promo, Dan, didn't we? With uh, 30 superstars. And I think there's only one winner in all of that, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's they played the Royal Rumble theme and then towards the end of it, they cut to Randy Orton's theme music and they played a bit of out of what happened between him and the McMahon. So, you know, going into it, from the beginning, you should have thought, yeah, Randy Orton's going to win this one. Yeah, I mean, they're really selling the... Uh, he changed his entrance theme, didn't he? With the, the, his voices and the bullying of Stephanie. And the Raw had just gone by, kicked Vincent Mann in the head when it looked like McMahon was going to fire him. So, would Randy Orton be fired if he didn't win the Royal Rumble here tonight, you know? But 2009, Dan, what was, uh, what was the current state of the WWE? <laughs> it wasn't the greatest state, you know, despite having... Such great talent, you know, like this is the early days of uh, 
sorry, yes. Um, you know, even though it was the early days of the CM Punk era, and you know there was a few changes going on, it's it's nowhere near up to up to the wrestling scratch that it is nowadays. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, it was it was a varied. As we see the first two coming out, number one was Rey Mysterio, and number two was Morrison. We'll try and keep up to date with the important numbers as the rumble goes along. Yes. But, you know, we can also do a where are they now. Neither of these two are in the WWE currently. No, they're not. I mean, John Morrison's in Lucha Libre, uh, Lucha Libre, Lucha Underground at this moment in time wrestling there. And Rey Mysterio featured on that and he's been around in Mexico. Uh, but I think with Mysterio, the problem was for him, he wasn't the same wrestler, was he? I mean, his knees has gone. He, he wasn't uh, wrestling as well. Plus, the Eddie Guerrero thing, I think, left a sour taste in a lot of people's ma- uh, mouths when he did win the title. Uh, and I think it was just, it was that we saw too much of him, you know, it was like 10 years straight and too much of a good thing, you know, so I, I think Mysterio away. I don't think WWE replaced him yet as a uh Well, they've tried with a few masked wrestlers, yeah. but I don't think any of them have hit the heights that Rey Mysterio did, uh, did, not only in the hearts, but, you know, in the ring as well. I thought he had a brilliant talent in the ring and he was... One of the ultimate underdogs. Yeah, and his problem was, and I don't want to be harsh, but I think it was Molina, because if you look at the history back there with Eminem as a tag team, he was going to be the next Shawn Michaels, and even wrestled, you know, Jeff Hardy, who they said he was similar to, and it was alluded to that he would be one of the next main eventers. It never really worked out because he was Molina, a lot of backstage stuff, trouble she caused because he was going out of her. He kind of stuck with it, and even yeah. at WrestleMania when they were teaming up with Snooki. And uh, he didn't give her a hug, and it just it seemed quite unprofessional. And and I think if we'd have concentrated more, I mean, there's no doubt in his ability as we see in the early going. Just I mean, look at him hanging on to the top rope. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, well, we're ten seconds away from the next entrance. Yeah, ten, ten, ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it is Carlito, who again is also. Not wrestling for WWE anymore. I wonder how many of these we are going to see. Uh, and, and another one who, you know, great potential, just never really worked out. There's a lot of, you know, wrestlers during this period, this 10 years, that have just mid-carders who never made it to the top, you know. Uh, could have. It, it, it could have been. It's incredible to think maybe now they're trying to sort out a little bit. But you know, Carlito Morrison, most definitely, had their matches, didn't they, with Carlito against Randy Orton. That was a good RKO to remember, actually. In uh, Unforgiven, 2003, 5, 6, 8, 4. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Carlito. Oh. <clears throat> a lovely springboard moonsault there, taking out John Morrison. Or Johnny Nitro, or whatever he's... Uh, hey, Morrison he at this point, yeah. Now Carlito trying to throw Ray out, but Ray's sticking to his tactics of keeping low, holding on to that bottom rope. Oh, of course, just three years previously, Rey Mysterio, over 62 minutes in the Royal Rumble. Was he number two? He come in, wasn't it? He come in at number one. Number one. Yep. He was one. Morrison was two. But who's <laughs> yeah. going to be number four? MVP. <laughs> Again, another another wrestler that didn't surpass mid-card. I mean, you know, aside from Rey Mysterio, who's probably the most unlikely of these four in the ring at the moment, oh, was mean, the only heavyweight champion. Yeah, an MVP again, potential, but I, I don't know why, why do you think so many wrestlers failed at this point? Just didn't want to take it to the next level, or? Uh, I think there was too many heavyweights. 
Honestly. And this is just before the Nexus, you know, 2010 was Nexus. They didn't work out for any of them either, did it? Paul, actually, tell a lie. A couple of them, maybe. Hussie Harris. Yeah. But then, was that the Nexus or the new Nexus? That was new or... Nexus. <coughs> Again, you know, Daniel Bryan, part of the Nexus. The original ne- ne- necklace. So, any of these you think would work nowadays? I think MVP and Morrison would. I'm not too sure about Carlito. I think Carlito would be good coming back, helping the colons. You know what I mean? A little yeah, uh, colons. A little colons. A little, uh, <laughs> a little, you know, triple threat of them. Six man. Oh. Oh, Ray Mysterio looking to be eliminated by MVP. But a lovely head a takedown there and everyone's still safe. It's, time's going a lot quicker in this match. I don't think it's 90 seconds. And the former world heavyweight champion. Over seven feet tall. The great Carly, who was ironically once eliminated by Beth Phoenix. <laughs> it's crazy how a career changes for someone, isn't it? It's like Klozlov, like Carly, world heavyweight champion, but a defeater of The Undertaker, also got eliminated by Beth Phoenix. That's it, barely makes it into the ring before all four other wrestlers in the ring are trying to take the big man out. A great Carly once killed a man. It's actual fact. Mama... Oh, and he's coming and look at these huge clotheslines and chops. Ray Mysterio springboarding in, trying to take Carly down, but oh. gets a chop to the head. But Carlito now going to try backstabber. <laughs> <laughs> Carly was just too greasy and he couldn't hold on. Oh, the Punjabi plunge. <laughs> you know the word. Boom. <laughs> Takes Carly O down. What? Not me. I didn't know you're such a big fan of Carly. And you're not. And who's going to be next? Number six? <laughs> Vladimir Kozlov. Speak of the devil and the devil shall appear. Again, out of six wrestlers in this Royal Rumble match, six of them aren't wrestling for WWE. They're not. But, you know, Kozlov was going to face the Untake at WrestleMania 25. You know, it was a match against Shawn Michaels in a couple of Raw's time. Kozlov was going to be WWE champion as well. The fans didn't like him. I mean, look at this. Kozlov coming out. Single-handedly eliminating the great Carly and is the first one down from this match. You see, and this is only what? This is only eight years ago they had someone like this. Someone Mojo-esque coming out here. A bit considered a threat. It's scary, isn't it? Scary Would times. Would you say Kozlov's are similar to Mojo? Well, I suppose on talent-wise. Yeah, talent-wise they are, most definitely. Oh, throws out MVP. That's yeah. two under the belt for Vladimir Kozlov. But again, he, you know, he went on to become a bit of a joke. Exactly. But uh, uh, well, so did the great Carly as well. But the it, Carly kiss cam. But this that. is the problem with a, with a hill, like, uh, with a kind of monster like that, as we were talking about, like Rusev. And go too much to the comedy. This is what they're doing with Corbin and Strowman at the moment. Who knows Strowman could be licking people's feet like Snitsky did in a couple of years' time, you know? That's it. And no offence, Kozlov was shit. I'm not saying... I mean, Strowman's much better. And is he... <laughs> Carlito? Fuck. Well, that's three out of the six men eliminated by just one man. Who I think he had a shot at Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship. But aside from that, I don't think he had much more height in his career. Well, no, after, like I say, after WrestleMania this year, people realised how shit he was, and he was soon doing the comedy stuff with Santina Morella. Oh, and it's time to play the game. And you're speaking of Triple H and the WWE Championship, along with Kozlov. Edge, of course, won the WWE title at, uh, no, World Heavyweight title, wasn't it? 
I can't remember. He won the title. Well, Triple H was WWE champion for the majority of 2008. I thought he's champion now. Sheamus is. Oh, and just that brutal headbutt to the chest. I mean, he's hit a lot of them. <laughs> I think that's all he can hit. He just hit the turnbuckle. He headbutted the turnbuckle as well. No one's safe from the head of Kozlov. But, you know, even with Triple H, he's not a performing wrestler, is he? He's... Oh, there we go. But he's managed to throw out Vladimir Kozlov, who's been destructive thus far. Well, he was but, being destructive thus far in the Rumble. Maybe this is a problem that we're seeing what WWE have done, where we've just seen four young guys get destroyed by Carly and Kozlov. Suddenly Triple H comes out, or at this point, he's had a full crew already, and dumps him easily. What would be the difference of a younger guy doing that? And getting that kind of... Do you know what I mean? What, what does Triple H need to do? Is it an he ego thing? Need, yeah, he doesn't need yeah. that push. You know, Morrison eliminating Kozlov would be like, oh, fucking hell, you know, Morrison does it. Oh, oh here we go. And here is the man of the hour. <laughs> Too sweet to be sour. Randall Orton. Oh, my God. And he's got eyes. He's taken out Triple H's father-in-law. He's insulted Triple H's wife. What would the game do to respond to the Viper? Don't forget he's number eight as well as he comes out here to fight Triple H. Number seven. He may be number eight in this Rumble, James, but he's number one in my heart. <laughs> you may be choking cotton candy. All right, don't get choked up. And Orton punching the canvas. Is he going to deliver his patented RKO to Triple H? No. Oh, we go. Triple H is going to eliminate Randy Orton. But no... Morrison there with a lovely step up in Seguri, taking out the game. Yeah, but look at Rey Mysterio over the offside. Ford sent on, taking out Orton. And Rey Mysterio's taking a break from hugging the bottom rope to actually performing in this match. Track toe hold to Morrison. Dialing up, 619. Well, that was a burst of activity then, wasn't it? <laughs> who's going to be number nine? 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 Crime time. Is it JTD or Chaz Gad- Chad Gaspar? They're going to flip a coin... And it's going to turn out to be a double-headed coin, I bet ya. Well, let's see what happens here. JTG got the coin. Flips it. Heads. JTG's oh. time. Fair play to him. Chad Gaspar picks up the coin and realises he's been duped because it is a double-header. Is he angry? No, he's like, oh, you guys. Didn't these two have a match at Extreme Rules? They did a strap match, which was awful. And because we... JTG used his head to beat Chad Gaspar. Yep. JTG still talks a lot of shit about the WWE as well, but no one cares because he was in crime time and not the Dudleys. <laughs> Indeed, yes. And, you know, again, from these nine competitors, Randy Orton is still the only active wrestler. Uh, and the thing is with Randy Orton as well, they're, they're trying to bring him up at this point because they've damaged him. Triple H, uh, as we've talked about, you know, 2005, the kind of damage that was done. This is finally him being accepted in the main event scene as well, you know, with Triple H. And a meeting of the minds there between JTG and John Morrison there, Triple H, with a classic banging of the head. And Mysterio and Orton there, Mysterio look, uh, Orton looking in a bit of precarious danger, but fights his way out of that with the skill and tenacity only Orton could. Ted DiBiase. At this point, was Legacy about? Oh, yeah, they are. They just said it should be every man for himself. I think so. Yeah. <coughs> They've just al- I think they just aligned with them. Oh, isn't that where Orton eliminates both DiBiase and Rhodes at the same time? Yeah, but I think they help him literally win the match. Yeah. <laughs> but he's obviously not helping Randy Orton not get eliminated from this match <coughs> because Orton's in a very precarious position there. 
at the hands of Triple H. Oh. Oh, and DiBiase there nearly eliminating Morrison and JTG, but both men hanging on by the skin of their teeth. And now, what? DiBiase's got Mysterio up. Oh. Oh, and again, both of them nearly getting eliminated. Well, like I say, with Ted DiBiase, so much potential. It's like Randy Orton gone wrong, isn't it, really? That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. But again, Cody Rhodes, another man with a lot of potential. Is it because they had more famous dads? I mean, Charlotte is the exception. Because everybody else, if you look, they were more famous than their, their dads in the end. Randy Newton with Bob Orton, with Dusty, and with um, Ted DiBiase. The characters, I don't know if you could... Do you know what I mean? That Mr. Perfect as well, so well known. Yeah. I think it is difficult. Oh, Oh, break the walls down. It's Chris Jericho at number 12, 11, at number 11. <laughs> Turn it up to 11. It is Jericho. And he had a warning for Randy Orton before the match, saying he can't wait until you get fired tomorrow. So is that going to come back to bite Jericho in the ass? He's gone straight for Randy Orton, trying to eliminate him. Come on, Orton. Stick in there, my son. That's it. Jericho, not in the best shape there. No, he's looking a bit of a pudding, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Weird camera angle there. So we've got Triple H in there. Jericho, JTG, Randy Orton, Morrison, Dibiossi, Mysterio. Five men went to Moa Meadow. Oh, Triple H pedigree in Jericho. Oh, no, but Jericho takes the legs out. Can you get him in the walls of Jericho? You can't win the match like this, but you're going to damage him. Oh, but look how strong Triple H now. He's surgically repaired quadriceps. <laughs> He's going to eliminate Jericho. No. Oh, but Jericho holding on. He's a veteran at Royal Rumbles. Never won the Royal Rumble. Never won a Rumble. But never won a Rumble. Never won a Rumble. Oh, wait a minute. Jericho's going to get eliminated. Oh, here comes Braun Mike Strowman. Knox. Oh, sorry, yeah. Mike Knox. And Mike Knox has come out here, and he's known for his time on ECW. The big horse just sent Morrison inside out. Take a shot, everybody at home. Randy Orton stomps. He's gone into the corner with DiBiossi now. Look at him. He's, he's planning something. Beating up on JTG. Morrison and Jericho. Triple H in the corner all by himself. Been impressive in there. Morrison working on Orton now. Morrison and JTG going to eliminate Randy Orton, Dan. No. Oh, but Orton turning the tables and looking to put down the punishment onto Morrison. Hey! And that a lucky for some. Well, the he's Miz. he's the Miz and he's awesome. He's wearing short shorts. Wearing, I love the three quarter levels he's wearing. He might win this, this young man. He's got a lot of spunk, hasn't he, with his uh, frosted blonde hair. I like a young man full of scump. Scump? scump. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, close on to Mysterio. Oh, you don't want to kick that fucking bumblebee, my son. You're going to get stung. <laughs> Miz turns his attention. Oh, former partners there. Miz and Morrison turning their attentions to Orton, but beat both of them. This is a dream match, Miz and Morrison versus Orton, DiBiase. Oh. And Miz trying his uh, corner clothesline there to Orton, but Orton ducking it out of the way. Oh, and an RKO to Morrison. That's number one on the RKO count. Oh, <laughs> make that number two on the RKO count. Sorry, number three for JTG. Triple H, no. Plants oh. Orton with a pedigree. Well, Dan, keep a note of that. Three... Oh, shit, we've got to write that down. That's three... Keep how many RKOs does the batch, and then we'll talk about how many RKOs he's done in the entire podcast as well. 
Triple H throws Miz into Morrison. They're both eliminated now. Again, an older guy just completely ruining two young bucks. Yeah. Uh, Mysterio there. <laughs> oh, using the Miz and Morrison as stepping stones to get his way back in the ring. And we've got Finlay. Yeah, talk about a veteran. Oh, go straight after DiBiossi. With Hornswoggle there, who's currently with Impact Wrestling. <laughs> and the Swoggle. Involved in quite a big storyline because he got pantsed and he was made embarrassed. <laughs> More on that later. Finley on fire. Oh, Finley trying to get rid of Jericho. So how KOs do you think you're going to see in the Rumble here? Um, I'm going to go with... Six, seven? Six is gone. Take a guess. Six. Six. All right, I'm going to go for nine. 69. <laughs> <laughs> We've already seen three. All it needs is another burst by Orton. The teamwork there. Looked like Finley was going to dub Dibiossi and Orton hit him from behind. Ring, Orton from behind. Ring's filling up a little bit. Like, Dan, it's worse than a Divas match. <laughs> oh, but Orton's got a bit more help coming out in the form of Cody Rhodes. Number 15 in this rumble. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Cody Rhodes will come back and be NXT champion. There you go. Say it now. Say it now. There you go. I'll leave it in as well. So we can't. And the three men of legacy pound down on a black man. It's three (laughs) and one. It's three and one. God damn. It's not fair. Oh, and now they turn their attentions to the game. Triple H. I mean, there's a lot of beef between Orton and Triple H, as we know from earlier on in this card, in this pay-per-view with the promo and that so they turn their <laughs> attention to Mike Knox Mike Cox Mike Cox is hard <laughs> what oh Mike Knox in trouble Mike Go. Knox but he never comes in hey! <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> springboard RKO to Rey Mysterio taking RKO count up to four see I told you we'd get more than six <laughs> I'm going to go for seven <laughs> 17 maybe Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too good. We have to shout. Replay, bang. Oh. Similar to when he done on punk, isn't it? <laughs> I cover all in this punk. Uh, punk. What? JTG, Jericho. I think there's only Jericho feasibly with Triple H and all. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Who is it, Dan? <laughs> I think Orton's going to be in trouble because it is The Undertaker. And a great number to have, number 16. Can he Can he get another Rumble win? Rumble, another, can he get another Rumble win under his belt after the 2007 victory? Indeed. Same. Huh? But all the competitors in the ring eyeing up Undertaker. I mean, you know, they've got to turn their attention to one man. And well, he just took Undertaker's, legacy. Uh, he just took legacy down in a matter of seconds. It's all staying in. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all staying in. Everything you say. Oh! Eliminates JTG. So whoever had him on their card, you're out. <laughs> Headfuck to Jericho. Undertaker's going to get RKO, don't they? Not bad. It Randy Orton, Triple H and the Undertaker. But then Finley and Mike Knox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for every Mike Knox, you have a Triple H. And for every Jericho, you have a Finley. And still, nobody is full-time wrestling anymore, apart from Randy Orton in the WWE. Jericho's just 
left to you know to further his music yep. career. He he was full time, part time ish, more mainly now. But Finn Lee's he's got a lot of hand in the backstage stuff. Yeah, most definitely. Untaker just meant to retire. Gold Dust. Talking of full time wrestlers, Gold Dust going in there to meet his brother Cody. Number seventeen. <coughs> Oh, Goldust gets RKO, then Orton tells him to throw him out, doesn't he? Yeah. There's loads of RKOs in this. I'm going for 10. <laughs> oh, and Goldust right-handing Ted DiBiase. Cody and him had the heart face-to-face, heart-to-heart. Goldust met him with the right hand. Oh, tosses him over the top, but... <laughs> Toss Orton over the top. <laughs> Come on, James. I'm leaving that one in. <laughs> Oh, but Goldust with his classic slide on the back and punch to the face manoeuvre. Again, oh. tossing Cody Rhodes over. <laughs> I'll toss Randy Orton over my face. Over <laughs> <laughs> your face? <laughs> oh! That is number five on the RKO. Five! <clears throat> and Orton calling Cody Rhodes over. Saying, you know what to do to your brother. Rally here. <laughs> well, is it shattered dreams for Goldust? Who? Oh, he get, looked like a potential winner in this match, and he gets eliminated before the next entrant because <laughs> the number eighteen's coming out. Well, number nineteen, isn't it? He's seventeen. Hey, CM Punk. Spunk. Oh, went for a springboard, but another one was coming towards. Oh, it doesn't matter. And look at CM Punk like a man alive. And we talk about CM Punk at this point in time, 2009, had been World Heavyweight Champion. Oh! Then he gets RKO'd. But he was Cruiserweight Champion at this point. Do you know he won a Cruiserweight Tag Team and World Heavyweight Championship all in the span of a year? Now he's going to Bulldog. One money in the bank at WrestleMania 24, going into WrestleMania 25. Trying to get pedigree Triple H. Lifted up, he's going to GTS... The game. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. Bang. And Triple H did more in this Rumble match for CM Punk than he did for the rest of his career, if you know, the backstage going into it. Undertaker and CM Punk. Another interesting feud there going to have. Well, exactly. The Undertaker beating CM Punk will look like ease, <coughs> which we saw in the Undertaker uh, trilogy. I mean, we saw Undertaker based in that trilogy, but uh, the CM Punk feud was one of them. And now he's going to fight Cody Rhodes as well. Finley. Yeah, another interesting feud. Yeah. That'd have been. Punk, of course, left famously. Anyway, it's not the fucking Punk podcast special. <laughs> it is the Randy Orton podcast special. So save it for when and if we ever do a Punk special. Get him up, get him up, get him up, get him up. Get up, get him up. See, that number 19 now. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dickhead. Trust me, I've done, I've done, I've done enough rumbles to try and keep. I'm counting, not no, not good at counting numbers. And here comes Mark Henry along with Tony Atlas, who's in the Legends House of WWE Network. It's great at drawing, uh, especially sad clowns. But Mark Henry's out here, Hall of Pain, <laughs> and he's fighting Undertaker. Didn't the Undertaker make the ring collapse on Mark Henry at a Royal Rumble 2006? He did indeed. Just after he beat Kurt Angle. Was it Angle? Yes, it was. Great championship. That's a fucking memory and a half I've got on there. And then at No Way Out 2006, the match we saw in the Undertaker trilogy <laughs> was uh, Kurt Angle Undertaker, which is fantastic. Mark Henry Undertaker at WrestleMania 20... 22. And he picks up Triple H. Oh! With relative ease. And sl- well, strongest slam. Well, strongest slam. 
He beat Randy Orton for the World Heavyweight title as well, Mark Henry, didn't he? No, he didn't. <laughs> yes, no, he didn't. Yeah. no, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> and Henry? Oh, nearly eliminating CM Punk. Not a fucking good he's done in this rumble. And Mike Knox has done really well. Fair play to him. He's come out here Well, Ray Mysterio, number one. Yeah. Ain't no stopping me now! Shelton, Shelton Benjamin, Benjamin. Gold standard, another guy coming at number 20 who you would thought would carry on success he had in the mid-card. Never really worked out again. Do you think it's because they portrayed him with his mama and displayed his hair? <laughs> or, or do you think it was just something else? They're like, right, look, we're turning you into a pint of Guinness. It won't go bad for you, honest. No, look at, look at Coco Beware. No, it's not Coco Beware, was it? Yeah, Cedric Alexander <laughs> and Jericho, CM Punk, Rich waiting Strong. for Shelton Benjamin to get in position. Oh, Flapjack to Mysterio. Here we go. Come on, Benjamin. Look, 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 they're in position. Remember that spot you rehearsed earlier? They're ready. Moving they're ready. Ready, ready. Now. Oh. Taking both Punk and Jericho out from the top. That was impressive. Me in the head. Oh, fuck off, Triple H. Oh, nearly eliminating Punk, but Punk holds on by the skin of his teeth. And you see The Undertaker in the corner working over Randy Orton. There's oh. going to be a flurry of eliminations soon, isn't there? Yeah, the ring's filling up. I mean, how many men have we got in there? Oh, he's a man's man. With William Regal. Coming out of Layla, the king of the ring, William Regal. Mysterio's in a little bit of trouble now. Oh, no, he's right. Oh, and Regal turned his attention straight to CM Punk. Well, I know it's not a CM Punk podcast, but him and Regal had a great match for the Intercontinental title with CM Punk won yeah, no on cares. Raw. <clears throat> CM Punk left the WWE, of course, in 2014, full of uh, after Raw Rumble. That's it. No more now. No more. <clears throat> Orton standing over a lifeless Mysterio. Mark Henry's been eliminated. <laughs> Hit him up. Put him up. Hit him up. And Mark Henry's gone, thanks to the Undertaker, but it looks like he left of his seat. I think the Antaker's busted wide open. He is. He's starting to wear a crimson mask. Randy Orton probably done that to him. He is vicious like that. Randy Orton's not done a lot, has he, you know? Oh, He's no. Enough. Oh, no. It's Mysterio. Low bridging Mark Henry. And Mark Henry's gone. Well, Mysterio's not really done much. He's just spent most of the time... Well, they're hugging each other. Orton Lucky and Mysterio. Bastard. Triple H didn't pick... What do you call him? Lucky bastard. <laughs> Triple H. Then he got eliminated by Cody and DiBiase. Oh, big kick to the face from Mysterio to Orton. Look at that, them fans fighting in the front. <laughs> Kofi Kingston, he's still about. Yeah, never really made it, did he, to the uh, upper echelons. Well, he is fighting for the Tag Team Championship. Well, he has fought for the Tag Team Championship at Money in the Bank. And he won and he lost. And who would have thought that would have happened in the match? But Kofi now fighting Triple H. And going straight to Mike Cox. Oh, side Russian leg sweep. Where's Vladimir Kozlov when you need him? Oh, Kofi bringing the... Boom! Drop. Oh, Jericho, you sports ball. A big clothesline there taking out Kingston. Is this the Jamaican accent that Kingston had still, wasn't it? He's yeah. a young man. I'm from Jamaica. Apparently that was too racist. I've never understood. And Mike Cox beating up the Untaker. That's a phrase you never thought you'd say. <laughs> Bleed. Mike Cox beating up a bleeding Untaker. Oh! They're getting taken out by a kick in the head from Shelton Benjamin. Randy Orton got floored there by a couple of punches by Regal. I saw it. Regal has got a strong punch, though. He's probably He's got wearing the power his power. Pu- He's got, yeah, got the power of the punch. 
Undertaker. Oh, eliminating Shelton Benjamin. Ain't no star for me. Oh. Unless you're the Undertaker from yeah. Undertaker Mysterio. Him. Pole dancing by Mysterio. How does Kofi Kingston do one of his in the Rumble moves? Don't know if Benjamin's still in the match, so he's oh, just yeah. done a pop. No, he, Benjamin's out. I know Benjamin's gone, but he was there. Oh! Fireworks stop the argument because it is. Number 23, the big red machine, Harry Kane. Kane! It's gotta be Kane! Finley saying, don't eliminate my son. Oh, sorry, Ray. Thought you was Hornswoggle. Thought you were Hornswoggle. Here comes Kane, and here comes... We're fighting with the Undertaker now. Just like old times. Not fighting against him, fighting with him. Yeah, I know, the Brothers of Destruction. The B.O.D. (laughs) Taking out Cody. Taking out DiBiase. Are these two going to eliminate everyone and fight for each other? One-on-one. Fight against each other, one-on-one. against each other, one-on-the-bum. One-on-the-bum, maybe. We don't know what could happen. Finger on the ass. We (laughs) see what happens, isn't it? Well, you know, potentially one of these two mess slams to Cody Rose could become centre. Exactly. (laughs) Here he goes, get a fist. Choke slam. Oh. Sent him right to hell. Oh, and now we've got dual choke slams. One to Kingston. Not one to Jericho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Single I'm, choke slam. I'm thinking that nah, I forget it. He's like, oh, I ain't got a strength left in me. Right into the sh- ring post he goes. And I'll take a cane. Just taking a breath. It's not the, uh, uh, what's the right word? Best rumble at the moment? Nah, but oh, I'm not, I'm fortunately, it is going quite quickly. Yeah, it is. And really Regal just been eliminated there. Kicked off by CM Punk. He is furious. And CM Punk... Are reigniting that feud that them two had? Or starting off that feud oh! them two going to have? And Undertaker was going to choke slam Ray, but Knox stopped him. And yeah, you are right. I mean, it's number what? 24 already? Number 24. Ah, oh, truth again. Someone's still about now. Only because he's close personal friends with Vince McMahon. What's up? Because Vince knows that you need a black best friend. Uh, but anyway, our truths in there. It's incredible to think, out of all these talent in the ring, out of everybody here, our truths the one still fucking involved in the wrestling. <laughs> and Kofi. Yeah. He's fucking racist. What happened to all the white guys, man? Orton. Oh. Our truth for the complete just met all the new guys coming into the ring to take an offensive move, which I appreciate. Did Triple H come... let any of them eliminate him, though. No, no, gosh, no. But did Triple H come in before Randy Orton? He did, didn't he? What number did Randy Orton come in? Eight. So he's been here since number eight. And who's the favourite at the moment? Um, I can't I'd say, despite having his head busted, I open Undertaker. I can't see Orton at this moment in time. Oh, yeah, I can. He's getting beaten up. Yeah, he's not in good... <laughs> he's not. Oh, he's getting beaten up by Undertaker and Kane. <laughs> That's what I fucking see him, and then I realise he's getting up by, beaten up by both of them. But now he's down. He's in a safe position. You can't get eliminated on he the canvas. He is. He's further away from the ropes. Fucking hell. And again. Next one up. Mike Knox has got Triple H on his shoulders. I mean, Mike Knox has had a good showing in this yeah, rival. Rey Mysterio good. coming in at number one. Oh, my God. Oh, my days. One of a kind. That's the really... returning Rob Van Dam. That's really strange. Rob Van Dam. And, yeah, like I say, returning RVD, coming back in now. Oh! Jumping off the top. Takes like out Ta- Kane, takes out Rose, takes out Kingston, t- takes out Orton, takes out DiBiase, takes out R-Truth, takes out Finley, 
Takes out Rhodes. <laughs> it's like a battle royal amount of people in there takes now. Takes out Jericho. Fucking hell. Oh, and then get stopped by Mike Knox. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Oh, no. Oh, no, it delivers a kick to Mike Knox's head. Punk's turn to get taken out. Springboard kick there to Punk in the head. RVD's on fire. What's really strange is RVD has come back here as a surprise. But what we're going to see, RVD plays quite a role in uh, Randy Orton because he's involved in the Money in the Bank match as well <laughs> as a surprise entrance after so many years. Well, RVD, what's he going to do? Rob Van Dam. Five-star frog splash where Triple H charges in. So uh, RVD jumps over our truth. <laughs> Triple H and R-Truth are in a very precarious 69 position that's why R-Truth is still about now yeah because he pays the favours and oh way. my return <laughs> the Brian Kendrick coming down I mean as far as surprises go a 205 live competitor yes still out and about former Cruiserweight champion thanks to his return as well and Kendrick looks so young here he's grizzled vet now and oh fucking hell Kingston's back at them still steps and Kendrick did eliminate him and uh, not fan friendly and oh Kendrick Triple H tried eliminating Kendrick but he just bounces off the ropes so Triple H eliminates him from the other side there we go Lee Brian Kendrick didn't last long the reason he's called Lee Brian Kendrick was because Mike Adam Lee when he uh, joined WWE used to call well he called wrestlers by weird names and he called them the Taz so they called him Lee Brian Kendrick like I said, it didn't last long, but oh, at least like, he, like the Undertaker. Yeah, at least at least he didn't have success. Little Undertaker. At least he didn't have success. At least he did have success when he came back. So that's one guy. I mean, it's still very full up. There is at least at least twelve men in there. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> and we get one more. Who's going to enter the ring? Oh, current wrestler number lucky number twenty-seven. It is. Dolph Ziggler. Why is it lucky for Dan? Because there's, is it still the most, they've had the most winners from that number. And can it be Dolph Ziggler's night? I think he'll do very well. I've got high hopes for Ziggler. He's a yadis. He's saying, hello, Kane. My name's Dolph Ziggler. Nice to meet you. Yeah, shake his hand. Be very nice about it. Oh, and Kane just throws him straight out the ring. Good night, Ziggler. Don't worry, Dolph, your career goes up from here, mate. But it's a treatment of these young guys that we've seen, you know, Lee, Brian, Kendrick, Dolph Ziggler. They took this shit and still came back for more. Fair play to them. Maybe that's why the other guys just gave up, you know, people like MVP, people like Morrison, even people in the ring now, Cody Rose. Dibiossi's now retired. He's retarded. Yeah. Our truth's black. <laughs> you know, you've got all these problems. Dibiossi <laughs> 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 in trouble. Racism. Uh, and RVD's in trouble there from Orton. I mean, you know, as you say, he has been quite quiet throughout this rumble, but... He's pacing himself. Don't peak too soon, does he, you know? Well, you know, him, Triple H and Mysterio, they've all been in there from the early goings. Yeah. Mysterio, obviously, early on first. And, and Untaker, Mike Knox. And Untaker as well, coming at number 15. Can't forget yeah. Mike Knox. No, not Mike Knox, not Mike, but Untaker coming at number 15, of course, being busted open as well. He's done... Well, he's done very well as we're going to get the next entrance. Get down to the nitty gritty now. Kane's look. Kane yeah. sees him. Here comes Santino Morello. He's going to go far. Entrant number 28, Dan. Oh, and he's gone. I think the Warlord's record may have been broken there, James. <laughs> oh my God, I mean, 
the Santino sign. These guys bought the sign at a thousand miles to put it up, all for being eliminated in <laughs> Warlords. Power walking to the ring. No, that's Santino. Warlord was the old record holder of <laughs> two seconds, you div. Santino, power walking to the ring. Well, the Cobra does not get to meet the Viper tonight. No, and he's gone. And the big red machine. Well, that was a waste of an entrance, really, wasn't it? And I'm taking Triple H, you're fighting. How many men we got left? Well, two men. Two. 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 Mysterio and Orton going at it again. They've been at it for the majority of the match. Lucky bastard. <laughs> Number 29. Who's it going to be, James? Oh, the man who retweeted me. Retweeted us. Me. All right, come on. We're a team, aren't we? Oh, we're not a team. All right, fine. Well, Jim Duggan's out here. I hope he gets fucking eliminated. <laughs> oh, he took down CM Punk. <laughs> he took down half of Legacy or two-thirds of Legacy. Punched Kane. So Jim- oh, he's taking on Undertaker oh, as well. fuck off. Jim Duggan. Oh... Jim Duggan has lasted longer than the Brian Kendrick, <laughs> Dolph and Ziggler, Santina Rolla combined. Yeah. Oh! Someone needs to take old Yeller back round the shed and fucking blow his brains out. USA! USA! Oh! He's gone from trunks to shorts. <laughs> I would say, though, this is less Raw Rumble, more Battle Royal. What do you think in this, this Rumble match? Uh, there is the ring is fully loaded, but you know it is it's it's a good difference to having like what happened with Punk in 2011. You know, eliminating one man after another and having yeah, no, his back up. You know, there is it is good to see both sides of it. Really, here we go. Last one now, number thirty. Umaga. Oh, we're here. Who is it, Dan? <laughs> well, it's show. Well, number 30. And he's uh, he's finished runner-up a couple of times in the Rumble, isn't he? Just He has indeed. Runner-up to The Rock. Yes, he was in 2000. Runner-up to Chris Benoit in 2004. Well, these two men have been feuding majority on and off the past 10 years and face-to-face and Kane stops it. And these two men have got a lot of history as well, Dan. Big right hand to the big show, yeah. I think the big, show, yeah. big Show's got a bit of history with pretty much everyone. He's been around long enough. Well, yeah, I think you're right. Apart oh, from Jim Duggan. He's got a bit of history with him now, though. Uh-oh. Surely Jim Duggan won't be able to eliminate the Big Show. Don't call me Shirley. Big Show stops Jim Duggan. Here we go. Get rid of him now. Just dump him over the top. There you go. Nice and gently. Oh. Duggan gone. Jericho. Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> he has got his shoe but he Jericho jumps on his back well he had show Miz before <laughs> oh Punk hangs in there beautifully showing how great an athlete he is the Intercontinental Champion he's got good athleticism he has indeed and Norton take another breath is he oh he's getting beaten up with the Undertaker again how come every time I wonder where the Undertaker where, where? <laughs> <laughs> don't know where Orton is just looking beating him up he's either fighting the Undertaker or Rey Mysterio two people he's had very big histories with Dibiossi hanging on now. So every man in, someone's got to win this. Mike Knox is still in there. No, is Mike Knox still in there? Yeah, he is. Fair play. Big fella. Big man. Big man. So big man could win. But yet they choose to eliminate Dolph Ziggler within 10 seconds. (laughs) Keep Mike Knox on. 
That's saying you treat your future champion. Cody doing uh, Randy Orton a favour by saving him. Oh, and the big show just dumping our truth over the top rope and out of here. Cody getting caught by Undertaker. Choke slam. Oh. Rhodes hanging on, though, for dear life. CM Punk need to get eliminated by Big Show. Stopped himself. Go back in now with a big man. Well, delivering a few big kicks. But again, getting tossed over the top. Climbed up top and then jumped straight back down and gets thrown out again by the Big Show. Knockout punch. Sends Punk out of the rumble. But a lovely little run past he's got there, isn't he? Not about Punk, it's about Autumn. <laughs> Where he's is actually the... won his career. Oh. oh sorry, make that two. Oh Rumbles. all right. Let's not get personal here. Randy Orton podcast and that. Just you'll eat pie when um thirteen time champion and the big show has just eliminated number one Rey Mysterio and Mike Knox. But fair play, Mike Knox. So all Rey Mysterio's back in now. Oh no, wait. That's Finlay, but he's been caught by the throat by Kane. That's Hornswoggle. That's what I meant. Hornswoggle. <laughs> now he catches Kane. Oh, but now Kane. <laughs> Undertaker <laughs> tripping him up. Oh, no. and there goes Finlay. So we've got RVD, Big Show, Orton, Kane. Ted DiBiase, Cody Rose, Jericho, Triple H and The Undertaker. Not a bad list of superstars in the ring, if I do say so myself. You do say so yourself. Nine winner, nine guys in the ring, nine superstars, eight will lose. There is only going to be one winner here tonight. Could it be RVD? Could it be The Big Show? Well, of the nine guys, seven of them are heavyweight champion, former heavyweight champions. Only yeah, Rose and DiBiase have Yeah, you're right. I know, I'm right. All right. Well, they are tag team champions. At least they won. Had some success in the Connell Champion as well. I have indeed. Yes. Cody, but again, should have been so much more. As now Big Show and Taker face-to-face. One potential future senator. A lot of potential Hall of Famers in that ring. Now the two biggest men in the ring coming to blows. Undertaker in the show. Orton and RVD trading blows in the corner. Yes, I would like to trade blows with Orton, mm-hmm. but not that kind of blows. But RVD Drugs. going up top. <laughs> Five-star frog splash on Orton. Hey! Oh! But gets deposited outside by Y2J for that. See, look, you touch Orton, you get thrown out. You just made the list. Well, Jericho should look behind him. I think he senses the darkness behind him. Turns into Undertaker. <laughs> he doesn't. Turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he doesn't. Oh! oh but Breaker to Taker. Co-breaker to Taker, but oh! Undertaker sidesteps and sends Jericho out. We're down to seven men. Seven. In the rumble. So I need Randy Orton to RKO at least five of these guys in the ring now, don't I? Well, he's up to five. Right, yeah, so I've, I've said ten. You said what? Six. No, you said nine. I said six. Oh, I think he only needs to... Yeah, that's, that's, that's doable. Randy Orton's doable. <laughs> 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 Oh, my oh, God. Oh, and legacy of eliminated Kane. He's not going to RKO Dibiase and Rose, is he? Have you counted how many RKOs he's done? Yeah, you? No, I'm saying, have you, before the match, you knew, isn't it? Seven. You were like, he's not going to do Dibiase and Rose. You're <laughs> cheating. Yeah, I watched this match last <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, here we go. And now it's down to six. It's three on three. Wow. Oh, no. Big Show don't see it that way. And he starts wailing on... The bit on uh, 
Triple H, and it leaves the three members of Legacy to take on The Undertaker. Take on Taker. Take on me, Dan. Here comes Triple H, big neon, big show. Aha. No. A choke slam for the game. Yeah, big show getting his breath back. Oh, that took a lot out of me. And so, like, Triple H has been in this match the longest. Yeah, his legacy works on the Undertaker in the corner as well. Devastating Irish whip to the Undertaker, but he bounces out, takes out Rhodes and DiBiase. Uh-oh. Grabs Orton by the throat. Pulls oh. him with a choke slam. Now he's got DiBiase out. Choke slam for him. Now Rhodes. Choke slam for him. So I think the choke slam counts getting more than the RKO count. Yeah, he's just unloads the choke slams. Pollocks. Oh. Uh-oh, untake his straps down. Means business. Big Show straps her up. Oh, thunderous clothesline there by the Undertaker to the Big Show. Could Big Show be eliminated now by the dead man? Oh, Big Boot nearly oh. eliminates the Big Show, but he manages to hold on. Now that is showing how strong the ropes are. The Big Show holding on to him. Indeed. A big right hand from the Undertaker trying to rock the Big Show. Rock the Casbah. If you smelled the rock is cooking. Randy all behind Undertaker. Six. No! <laughs> Still fine. Fuck it. Oh, now Big Show dragging the Undertaker to the outside. You motherfuckers. Doesn't Triple H eliminate these? Yeah, must do. Who's going to win this battle of strength between the two? Oh, Undertaker with a body shot. Oh! Yeah! Number six. RKO, Orton, a Big Show. Oh, and a big show. Oh. oh, sweeping Undertaker off. Could it be exactly six RKOs in this match? Woo. No, it's going to be seven. Gonna hit Triple H. He's going to hit Triple H one, isn't he? It's closer to my number, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Randy Orton, it's a really different side. <laughs> so now, three on one. Undertaker Big Show's gone into the crowd. Legacy versus Triple H. This is your wet dream come true, Dan. Our oh, truth's going to go black. <laughs> oh! A moment of defiance there from Triple H before the pack of wolves in Legacy set upon him. And we have never, ever seen anything like this in a Royal Rumble before. We have never seen three men teaming up just for one winner. Does it? Is it a disputed victory from Andy Orton? Could he not do it himself? He needed Bray Wyatt's help to win this year's Royal Rumble as well. Just saying. you got nothing, have you? Because it's, it's a fact. How many times has Bobby Roode won the oh, don't, Well, you, uh, Did I say, I saw something the other day, Michael Hayes asking Edge, so how many times you won a world championship before he won any? He became a 12-time champion. You saying that to me now is what Michael Hayes is saying to Edge. When Roode does win 12 championships, I'll, I'll come back and laugh at you. I'll be like, ha, 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 ha. And now Cody and DiBiase just holding Randy Orton. Holding Triple H up. Well, they are carrying Randy Orton, but they're holding Triple H up. RKO. RKO. No. RK, no. Oh. Double A spine buster to DiBiase. Bobby Roode does it there. Triple H is firing up. Pedigree to Cody Rhodes. Oh. Triple H nearly eliminating Orton. Delivers a pedigree to Cody Rhodes. Eliminates DiBiase. Eliminates Rhodes and it's down to one on one. <laughs> Six RKOs. <laughs> Boom. That's why that man's my man. And, the, and the result. 
Obviously, Autumn wins. Couldn't <laughs> have chose his fucking rumble if he didn't win. Tell the fans what happened. And here is your winner by eliminating Triple H after he had just eliminated Rose and DBRC. Randy Titan ripped Autumn. Uh, and who raises his hand, James? Who uh, raised his hand? I think it should be DBRC and it Rose. Was Charles Robinson. I think it should be hand. Rose and DBRC. How much I helped him. But yes, punting McMahon in the face. He now has won the Royal Rumble. And he gets a title shot at WrestleMania 25 after performing six. Yes, that's right. I predicted it. Six RKO's. How many times? You must have watched this match hundreds of times. I think I've watched it maybe once since the Rumble was even in play. Do you know that? I've not even... I've probably not watched it again because it's shit. What do you mean? <laughs> well, what makes you think I've seen it more than once? Because that is always a fucking rumble! The fact that I knew the toying cost was going to be a double-headed con between <laughs> JD, JTG and G- Chad Gaspard. What, you knew Sean Benjamin was going to come out and fucking... Anyway, Dad, what do you think of the match? Um, the Royal Rumble, it, you know, it's not on my list of greatest Royal Rumbles despite the win for Randy Orton. But, you know, for the result, it was a good rumble. It was a very heavily packed Royal Rumble. You know, there was always a lot of people in the ring at once. Action going on, you know, for Rumble as well, but not taking anything away from Randy Orton winning it. No, no. And what's he going to do now? He's going to point WrestleMania sign when the fireworks are going to go off. I think he shouts at one of the cameramen because they say, get on the turnbuckle. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like you've never seen it. Well, no, I just remember this moment when he fucking, there you go, get in position. <laughs> so Randy Orton wins. With an epileptic fit. So Dan is happy. Randy Orton has won the Royal Rumble 2009. With six RKO's in the match. Who would have thought that? Well, Dan, that was a rumble. I mean, what do you think of the 2009 Royal Rumble Randy's um, win? Well... You know, I correctly called how many RKOs there would be. That's taken our title up to ten in title. Ten! Six from ten! The ten! Exactly. Ty Dillinger would be very happy. Sorry, but you said six in the Rumble and then four in the other matches. So ten RKOs in a podcast. Not bad, is it? Well, ten RKOs in one. And we're seven years in Randy Orton's career. I mean, he's been in the WWE for how long now? He's been in the WWE since 2002. It's 15 years. So, 15 years today. So, we're basically halfway through Randy Orton's career at this point in time, aren't we? All right, so before we go, well, Dan, do you want to do, do you want to say anything else? Run through anything before we finish um, part one? Well, you know, it's, it's Randy Orton, also known as the Legend Killer, the One Man Dynasty, the Viper, the Apex Predator, and the face of the WWE. Most deservedly right so. He's born... April the 1st, 1980. So he's not that much older than... You. Ourselves. <laughs> you, I mean, I'm a lot, I'm a lot younger. But. Uh, he, he was born, city of birth was Knoxville, Tennessee. Did not know that. Robert and Elaine, or Bob, Cowboy Bob, better known as. He's got a couple of younger siblings, Becky and Nathan. Went to Hazelwood Central High School. He's got a daughter... Alana Marie Orton, born 2008. So, you know, she was born a year after he won his first world championship. Aww. So, you know, he might have celebrated with his missus that night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. November, yeah. December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Nine he, he months later. Literally did, yeah. So he celebrated this championship <laughs> win with a jump with his missus. Yeah. And uh, 
Aqua blue, similar colour eyes as myself. He's a brunette, six foot four inches, two hundred and forty five pounds. Number of tattoos, seven plus sleeves. Oh. He's got four on his forearms, one on his back and shoulders, and two on his upper arms slash bicep. His previous tribal tattoos were said to mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> But he's added more meaning, meaningful body art to himself, including his daughter's name, Alana, on his left forearm, placed beside a large red rose and a date of birth in Roman numerals. He's also said his tattoos, which link various things, but they're private and don't intend on re- revealing those things publicly. And he's asked me not to say anything. <laughs> um, <coughs> piercings, none. Oh, okay, right. Most attractive trait. <coughs> what? The smirk. I, I, I disagree. I think that's his tight-ripped body. But, you know, each to their own. But he has that hard-to-resist smile. Uh, he was trained by his dad, Cowboy Bob Orton, South Broadway Athletic Club and OVW, which is the early days NXT. Yep. Um, he's been the OVW Hardcore Champion twice, 17th Triple Crown, cri- triple crown Champion. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Um, Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion, three-time Heavyweight Champion, WWE Champion, one-time World Heavyweight Champion. That's changed now, though, because he's... Uh, he's 13 times in title. Yeah, he's, he's won a couple of WWE titles. 9, 10, 11, he's 13 now. Yeah. Uh, former associates, Triple H, Ric Flair, Batista, Stacey Keebler, who we uh, yeah, see me affair with. Yeah. Cowboy Bob Orton, who... Uh, Helped him out in a few of his matches. Edge when he's part of Rated RKO with Lita, of course. And Ted DiBiase Jr. and Cody Rhodes when he's part of Legacy. Memorable feuds include Mick Foley. Brilliant feud with him. Yeah, fantastic. Undertaker, great feud with him as well. Triple H and Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, Sean Michaels had quite a good feud with him. DX when he was part of Rated yeah. RKO with uh, Edge. And John Cena who's had a good feud with him. Boom. Yeah, there is. Uh, well, what we'll do, we'll, we're going to watch from 2010 onwards on the next episode. And what we'll have is not only a couple of special matches with him in, because his best year, but also we'll have Dan's top five RKOs of all time. That's all to come to part two, but that is the end of part one. And also in part two, I should say, Dan is going to explain the history of the RKO. I am indeed, yes. Um, but it's, it's not been bad. Dan, what are you, Dad, Dad, Dan, what are your thoughts? Hey, son. Hey, I love you, son. What are your thoughts on this first part? Uh, I thought it's been good. You know, he, he didn't seem as green as a majority of wrestlers. He came through in the early parts of... OVW, you know, NXT back then, which I've mentioned multiple times. We've seen him with his first taste of gold, uh, with his first taste of heavyweight gold, and now for the WWE Championship. And uh, we've also seen him win his first Royal Rumble, which, you know, as far as a career goes, they're the perfect steps to take in becoming a legend. Yeah, and will he complete his legacy in the next episode? But that is it for part one. Um, before we go, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you think of Randy York's special at WWE Network Review or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Roland. It's also on Facebook. Facebook, you can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Across all the Google platforms, the WWE Network Review, 
on Google Plus. Send us an email, the WNR Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, the WWE Network View. Watch all our latest videos. Cause they, our podcast got at the same time on there. They do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on Spreaker Radio where we've got the live shows and also iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. I have been James Rollins and as always I'm joined by... Dan White. Thanks and bye. Bye. <laughs> 